Well, hello there. Welcome back. Today's episode was actually born out of a couple things that happened this week. And as I was thinking about these things that occurred for me or things that I shared online, I thought, oh my gosh, I need to talk about this on my podcast because everyone is always thinking about things they want to adjust, want to change, goals they want to make, you know, have dreams or anything that you want to do, yet often we get stuck in the prep phase of it and we're not good at the actual execution phase of it. So that's what I'm going to talk about today because often we imagine it being a certain way no matter what your goal is. It doesn't really matter whether it's health or fitness or a career or a relationship or even just wanting to learn something new. We imagine it should look a certain way. And the truth is, Nine out of 10 times, it will look nothing like you imagined, and it will still be beautiful. I can honestly say being a mother is nothing like I imagined, but it's still beautiful. Being a wife is nothing like I imagined, but it's still beautiful. And being a business owner is nothing like I imagined, but it's still beautiful. So I want to talk to you about getting out of your own way and stop trying to imagine things a certain way and just starting to stop waiting to make your dreams and your goals and the things you want happen. And of course, if you find this episode today helpful because we are gonna be talking about how to reach your goals and dreams and make it actually realistic, please share it with your friends, your family, on social media. We can really lift each other when we share positive things that empower people. So please share away. And as always, you know you help the podcast. You know you make it so I can record more and it inspires me when you write a review no matter where you listen. Today's review is by... NY Newbies. It's titled My Favorite Podcast. As a mom of four myself that works from home, I can relate to Andrea. I've been working out consistently for a year and a half now, and I'm loving it. The podcast has given me so many tools and helpful advice that I truly has helped me in my health journey. Andrea, you're a rock star. You are so sweet inside and out. We are blessed to have you. Thank you for all the things you do and share with us. No, thank you, NY Newbies, for listening. It helps the podcast, and I feel like we're a team. I often listen to your comments. I read your reviews. I read your DMs. I get your emails on topics to cover. And I feel like it's a two-way street where we communicate with each other and a community helps each other. So just like I'm here for you, I know that you're here for me. And if we were ever in person, we'd have a great lunch date. So thank you so much for the reviews. And please don't forget to continue to leave them as it does help the podcast grow. And before we get into the episode today, I do have a little special surprise. I only put my guides on sale three times a year, my postpartum guide, my diastasis recti guide, and my pregnancy guide, and they are on sale right now. And I am giving my podcast listeners a bigger discount code. So you will get 25% off any of my guides with the code SIMPLE, S-I-M-P-L-E, because I love my podcast friends. I want to thank you for being here. So yes, you will get a bigger discount. So if you are pregnant, if you are recently postpartum, or if you have diastasis recti, which I've talked about a ton on the podcast, that's where your ab muscles split and it creates a lower belly. All of those guides are self-led. 
You keep them forever. The information is yours. Any updates I do, they update for everyone. Like I just updated a bunch of stuff in the DR and the postpartum guide. And everyone who has ever bought them gets them and you get to keep them just indefinitely. So again, the code is simple. I will add a link to all of my guides in the show notes, but they are on sale for you until Saturday. On social media, I am going to stop having them on sale with that code, I believe on Wednesday or Thursday. But for my podcast friends, I love you. Code SIMPLE, 25% off, so a bigger discount, and it will go until Saturday. So let's move on. Let's get into it. Let's talk about how we are going to stop that all-or-nothing mentality and start looking at that all-or-something mentality so that we can actually do the things in our life that we care about, that we can actually tick the boxes off our bucket list and make things happen. Let's get into it. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So as we start this episode, I do want you to think about something in mind that you want to do. Again, I don't care the genre, fitness, health, relationship with kids, learning a talent, anything. Something you want to do. And I'm going to point out a couple things that I want you to be aware of to stop doing And then I'm going to round out the episode and explain something I want you to focus so heavily on. I mean like a dog with a bone. Like you are going to focus on this so much because it will drive your ability to do it. So let's talk about the things that first we need to stop doing when we want to reach goals, when we want to make changes, when we just want to add anything to our life that we seem to not be able to do or we seem to just keep falling short of. The first one is, I want you to stop focusing on the right time. Now, I do understand that there are different seasons in life. I've talked about that openly. So don't think that I'm saying, do it now, do it now for everybody. There are seasons. But if you can do something reasonably without being perfect, start. There is no perfect time to start. The story I'm going to tell you with this is about the podcast, which is kind of fun. I wanted to do a podcast for a long time. I thought about it. I talked about it. I told people about it. But in my brain, I imagined if I recorded a podcast, I'd be in a studio. I'd have like a sweet setup. I'd always like look nice when I recorded. And I was letting the idea of how I imagined doing a podcast affect my ability to actually record and make a podcast. So finally, I said, okay, that's enough. I'm just going to start it. I had someone tell me, you know that your closet can be like a soundproof room because the clothes make the padding like the studios do. So here I am recording in my closet. I typically am in my pajamas or workout clothes. Sometimes I stink. My hair is not always washed. But I get to do what I wanted to do, which was record the podcast. If I had waited for the right opportunity, I still have kids at home. Eastie is still not in school. In the summertime, it's crazy with all my kids. I just would have waited and said, I'll start it when I can get in a studio. I'll start it when I can get in a sound room. I'll start it when I can line up all the perfect guests. I didn't wait for that. That would have been great timing, but it never would have happened. 
So I started in my closet. I started talking by myself for a long time, sharing concepts that I wanted to. And I even remember when I started the podcast, I didn't know what I was doing and I made a lot of mistakes. I remember in the first few episodes, I was talking super fast and I already naturally talk fast and it was like me talking fast on fast forward mode and it was so fast and my editor was like, you gotta stop talking so fast and I was like, okay. And I would stumble over a lot of my words. I remember in one episode, I was trying to talk about research articles and where they're stored and I said suppository instead of repository and on air, I was like, hmm, that's not right. (laughs) And I didn't even realize it, but I was like, whatever, just leave it in. That's who I am. I am who I am. I sometimes mix up words. So my point is, you don't have to be perfect. You can talk fast. You can get sweaty when you talk. It can be difficult. It can be awkward at first when you're trying to do something new or trying to make a goal happen. And that is all normal. And this week, I saw a notification that this podcast is ranked number four on the podcast fitness charts for Apple for fitness. Number four. Yes, I record this from my closet in my pajamas. I'm sitting in my pajamas right now. (laughs) So the point is, I imagined it different. I thought it would be this like glorious, beautiful process. And while it's nothing like I imagined, it's everything I hoped for. And I didn't miss that opportunity because I was trying to be perfect. And I think we miss so many opportunities when we're trying to be perfect. And so that's what I want to point out. I didn't realize that would make me emotional, but I like really love the podcast. (laughs) It is like my baby. I joke that I'm like in my closet I'm having a party when we're talking and I feel like you're my friend and I love it, love it, love it. And I get to share so many topics and I'm so glad that I didn't wait for the right moment to start it because I never would have done it. So here I am in my pajamas from my closet with poor lighting. Sometimes I have guests on and I like turn on the video and they're like, oh, you're in your closet. (laughs) There's a cowboy, my husband's cowboy hats are like behind us. And I'm like, yes, I am. And you know what? It's okay because it hit the top four. So you don't need to be perfect. You just need to start. And if you feel like you can't do that, think of the podcast. It's recorded in a closet. It's number four on the finish charts. Okay, you can do this. The next thing I want to talk about is stop focusing on the downside, even with potential opportunities. So oftentimes we get an idea, we have something we want to do, and we just focus so heavily on the what ifs. It could be negative, it may not go well, all of those things. And I want you to really focus on relabeling your thoughts and focusing on the positive side. Now, I know people talk often about toxic positivity, but I believe if we focus on our can, it's going to lead us in a better direction rather than our can not. It always is going to. When an opportunity comes up, often we fear failing. And the truth is, we're allowing the fear to take over our ability to accomplish You're allowing your disconnection and the thought or the shame of not succeeding to smother your ability to excel. And when you hear it that way, you're like, don't you dare smother my ability to excel. But we do it to ourselves all the time. So as you are thinking about any opportunity, I really want you to re-listen to episode 70 where I talk about self-sabotage. I want you to listen to episode 16 where I talk about conquering your fear of failure. And then 
episode 64 on how to reframe the thought, I don't have time, and then episode 58 on stop making it complicated and start living a life. That's four episodes that I'm like, if you fear failure, go and listen to those episodes and you will walk away like a rock star. In general, when we are focusing on the downside, we need to really work on shifting the way our thoughts are looking at it. We need to relabel our thought. So if you notice that you are assigning a situation something negative and you are saying phrases like, I never should do this, I should do this, I shouldn't do this, I always fail. If you are labeling things like that, I need you to reframe and relabel that thought and literally say the opposite. I have been very open about the fact I have no shame that I often talk to myself. I will tell myself positive things. You can do this. I know this is complicated, but you can do this. I will say something that is hard for me and I will talk about it like I am like the queen of doing it, even though it is a real struggle for me. So words are powerful and the way we think is powerful. So I need you to stop focusing on the downside and start focusing on your abilities to actually make it happen and focus on yourself and the lack of fear rather than having the fear snuff out your abilities to succeed. The next thing I want you to be aware of when you're looking at your goals and dreams or any aspects that you want to add into your life is I want you to stop trying something unless you're confident you'll be good at it. Now, I... I'm competitive. I'll be honest. I'm very competitive in like sports and stuff. I grew up as an athlete. I played lacrosse in college. I love sports. And so sometimes I find myself not doing things because I'm like, well, well, I won't be really great at it. And I realize what a silly thing that is, but we do it a lot. We're scared we'll look stupid. We want to excel at things and we don't want to feel like a failure. But the truth is, you never know until you try. One of my favorite quotes I heard in a podcast was like, your life will become more exciting the more willing you are to suck at things. I literally wish I knew who said it. It was just in a podcast and I wrote it down and I I hung it in my gym and I see it all the time because when I'm doing an exercise and I'm like, my weight is terrible on this. My form is terrible on this. Ooh, I really wish I could do this. I look at that quote, the more willing I am to suck at things the more beautiful my life will be. Because those things you're bad at at first, you get awesome at. The amount of clients that write me emails or the amount of people who have one of my guides and they write me these beautiful success stories, without fail, 10 out of 10 of them say to me, I was far from perfect. I struggled and I made mistakes all the way along the way but they still have real transformations. In fact, sometimes I'm surprised that people are like, I really had a hard time with this. And then I pull up their charts and their photos and their, you know, all of the things that they've learned and how their weights have increased and their inches and everything. And I'm like, girl, you smashed it. But they're not focusing on the right thing. They're not focusing on what they can do and realizing there's going to be so many mistakes along the way. And that is so normal. We need to stop looking at our mistakes as these like, detrimental like black holes, but instead like what I'm trying to do personally and I would suggest for anyone is I'm trying to look at small mistakes, not as failures, but as ways to teach me what to avoid next time or patterns that don't work for me. Maybe you're someone who works out at night and it's been hard for you to try to work out at night and so it's not happening. That's okay. That's clearly a pattern that doesn't work for you. You're not a failure Try a different time. Move it to the morning. Go during your lunch break. Go during a nap. Walk around the park while your kid's at the park. 
Find another avenue. Don't look at it as a failure. Look at it as, okay, this pattern, this behavior is not working. I need to adjust. It's not a mistake. It's not a failure. I need to adjust. It's not working. So that is the biggest thing. I have never had a client or someone who has done one of my guides. I link them together. And I have over, I think I have close to 1,400 photos. I have never, ever had one of them tell me. I followed the workouts perfectly. I always did the heaviest weights. I was always in the mood. I always ate perfectly. I always hit my macros. I always slept well. I've never heard any of those things ever, 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 ever. And I have more than 1,500 photos around there. I got to check my number, but it's a lot. So you can do this. I promise that you can, but you need to stop trying to do it perfectly and just start. The next thing I want you to do as you think about your goals is I want you to stop looking around. So I switched from working out at the gym to working out at home because I realized like a pattern that wasn't working for me. So I talked about patterns and how sometimes we look at those as failures, but it's not. It's simply showing this is a habit. This is something that's not working. I kept trying to make it to the gym. And every time I was trying to go to the gym, I had twin babies. And they ate a lot, and I was tired, and I was nursing, and I it was hard. And I kept trying to make it to the gym, and I was like, this is not working. And I felt like a failure because it was a pattern that wasn't working. So finally I said, you know what? I'm going to start working out at home. This is just all I can do. Now, I could have said, oh, I can't make the gym work, so I give up. Everyone else I know, all the other moms I knew went to the gym, and I wasn't going to it anymore. In fact, I was even an instructor I taught classes and it was still hard for me to get to the gym. It was super hard. And so right when I had him, I said, I'm going to start working out at home. I had a couple weights. It wasn't ideal. Some of the workouts weren't very hard. I used steps in my house. I think I literally had like three sets of, maybe two sets of dumbbells and they weren't ideal. But it was definitely all or something, and it kept me going. And when they got bigger and I could teach again, I went back, and it kept the rhythm going. Was it ideal? No, not at all. And I could have looked around and thought, oh, man, I'm I'm nothing like anybody else. When I had Camry, I realized that, you know, working out at home really makes it consistent for me. And I had another baby, and I had the twins. So I had three under three. And we moved to a new house and I said, I need a gym space that'll help me even be more consistent. We didn't have space in our house to be a gym space. And I said, fine, I don't need a front room. So you walked into my house, my first house, and you walked into basically a gym space because it was a front room. I didn't even have a couch for a front room. I would have just been making a front room to like fit in with society. And I was like, no, I need space to exercise. I need a separate space. So literally... This is so funny, and I smile at it now. My front room was a gym. I had, like, some dumbbells and a rack and two big mirrors. And I even remember opening the door when, like, the Amazon guy would come or FedEx, and I'd be like, I know, my front room's a gym. Don't judge. And they would always chuckle, and all my friends came over, and they would chuckle, and they just knew how I was. And if I tried to fit in, if I tried to say, well, everybody else has a front room, I'm going to have a front room, I wouldn't have been consistent with something I truly cared about. It's the same thing with working with my job. I wanted to work from home so I could be around my kids. I really wanted to be present. 
And for a long time, I set up a folding desk in my bedroom. I mean, for like two years to answer emails because I realized I couldn't do it at the kitchen table because that was a pattern that didn't work for me because I felt like I was in my living space. And before I knew it, I was like cleaning the table and stuff. But if I was in it, you know, in my bedroom in a room I didn't use a ton for, I could answer emails and I could do it better. And I'd put up the folding table every day and I'd put it down. And then finally, I said, I, I would like my own space. So I started with something. If you notice, I started with something. It wasn't ideal. I didn't love it. I would rather my bedroom be just for my bedroom. But it was better than nothing. And then this week on my stories, I shared how now our office is a split from a guest bedroom because we have family come in town. And we bought a Murphy bed. So the bed folds down. When guests are here, they can sleep in the bed. When there's not guests here, we literally close it. You know, like on Full House, like Becky and (laughs) Uncle Jesse had like that fold-down bed. We have one of those. In fact, most of the time when you see me film in the background, you will see a gray, like if I'm sitting in my office, you'll see a gray big hutch behind me. That's it. It's a bed. And so when there's no one there, I fold the bed up, I pull the desk out, and I work, and it becomes an office. I could look around and say, oh, shoot, I don't have an office. I can't work. Or I don't have a guest bedroom. I can't have people over. Or I could say, these things are both important to me. How can I make them both work? I could look around and feel maybe embarrassed that my front room was a gym. Or I could say, this really matters to me. I want to work out every day. And with three under three, The gym is just a struggle to get to. I just couldn't be consistent. And I wanted to start before they were awake. I can make that choice every day, and so can you. And sometimes it's the hard choice because we do look around and other people's lives don't look like ours. And that is okay. If you look at most people who are successful, they don't fit in either. Steve Jobs, when he started, he told people he wanted to have like a computer you put in your pocket. And people thought he was crazy. They were like, what? That is not a thing. Okay, now we all have basically computers called smartphones that are in our pockets. Most of the time when people are trendsetters, they're not scared to be different. They're not scared to fit in. Even to this day, we have like a big light for when I record videos I don't have anywhere to put it in my house. Like it doesn't fit anywhere and it's a nightmare to take down. So we simply just put it in the corner of our living room and all of our friends come over and chuckle and other people come over and chuckle and they're like, oh my gosh, you have a big like soft box in your your living room where you film with. And it's out of the way and I'm okay with it, but I'm okay with saying, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to look like other people. I don't have to have a podcast office. I don't even have to have a workout space. I can just make what I have work and something is always better than nothing. Being able to focus on just small steps in the right direction will lead to bigger steps. I told you, I started with a couple sets of dumbbells in my house and now I have a full rack of dumbbells and I have a full um, squat rack as well. And I literally started with three. That was it. That was all I had. And I think I had like a band. And now I probably have 700 bands. (laughs) And I sell bands now because I love bands so, so much. But that's how it happens. It's slow on slow on slow on slow. And that progress of small changes adds up to get us to what we want. If you ever literally watch like a Netflix documentary or a documentary on anybody, basically you will see that they started Whatever they built, whatever they've done, athletes, whatever, with nothing. They started at the bottom and figured out how to build concept on concept, thought on thought, idea on idea, and 
built their dreams and built their goals and were successful. It's not easy. It definitely takes work, but you do kind of start with nothing and you just go. Even the company that I own now, DFH Training, which is deliciously fit and healthy, my Instagram handle, I've been very open on the podcast that when I started my Instagram handle, we were on state aid. In 2008, the market crashed. My husband was in construction management. As you know, all the construction jobs didn't go too well. And he was a new college grad, so he was at the bottom of the barrel. And we were on state aid for a couple of years. And we said, enough's enough. We're starting ourselves. We're going to build our own dreams. And he built a company, and I built this company. And it grew into what it is now. And we have like nine employees now, and we're super happy, and it works great. But I could have said, I have nothing. I have nothing to start this business. I can't do it. But that isn't true because I had passion. I had a desire. And that's really all you need. If we look back at all these things that I mentioned to stop doing, stop focusing on the right time, stop focusing on the downside, stop trying to do it perfectly or not doing it at all, stop looking around, you'll realize that all of those things actually bring our self-confidence down. When you stop believing in yourself, your confidence decreases, your self-esteem decreases, your willingness to take risks decreases, your fear of asking people for help increases because you're ashamed and you just feel like you can't keep up, your inability to think of solutions increases because you start to feel stuck because you're too scared to not fit in or to not be what you thought you envisioned. Your lack of self-compassion decreases, and truly, you become less resilient and less empowered. The idea to me of feeling stuck is brutal. And if I can get people to see how empowerment comes from within, no one can give it to you. It comes from within. I honestly think people can do anything. And that's where I kind of want to end, is talking about all the things that you need to start doing is focusing on your passion. What do you want? Why does it matter? And no, it's not going to be easy. And that's okay. But all you need is passion to make whatever desire, goal, dream that you have happen. You just need to not give up. If we ever met um, in real life, which I meet people all the time, I'm no different than anyone else. I don't like to wash my hair. I love a good crime show. You know, I love all the basic things and people always will ask me like, well, how'd you build this business? How'd you build this business? How did you do this or that? How'd you start the podcast? Passion. I did it through passion. And there is no doubt in my mind that if I can encourage clients, people who have the guide, you in relationships, in your goals, in things you want to learn in school, whatever it is that you're focusing on, if I can get you to focus on the passion of why you care and why you want it, you'll succeed. There's no doubt in my mind. For me, I saw the passion of why does it matter? I saw women after kids who didn't feel like they fit in at the gym. I saw women who felt alone after babies, including me. I felt alone. I saw the fitness industry didn't really talk about diastasis recti and was terrible at giving information even about postpartum. I saw these gaps in information and it made me passionate. And I didn't have a ton of skills. I didn't have a ton of money when I started. I didn't have a fancy podcast, you know, studio or any of those things, but I did have the passion. And when you have passion, you are able to accomplish things. So this week, I want you to think about all the things that I want you to stop doing 
And while those are kind of all negative, I want you to really focus on your passion and your desires over the years. If you really think about whatever your goals are, the things you want, the things you want to improve, and you always focus on the positive side, you're more likely to pull through them. If you focus on the not fitting in, if you focus on the trying to do it perfect, if you focus on the right time, if you focus on the negativity or the downside of it, you won't make it happen. You just simply won't. So you've got to focus on your desires and your passion about what you want. Let that build. Don't be scared to not fit in and think about it a lot. And I promise that passion will dwell so much that you will start acting on it and you will start making it happen. When you stop focusing on doing all or nothing and you start focusing on all or something, all or something makes a difference because that something adds up. I promise it does. And when I say to you, you're doing better than you think you are, you know I mean it. And with your goals and dreams and everything else, even if you're working on something right now and you're like, oh, it's a hot mess, don't worry. Most people's goals and the things they work on are scribbly circles in the middle, but the line goes up in the right direction and you reach your goals. So you just can't give up. So when I say you're doing better than you think you are, you better know that I mean it. And this week, I really want you to stop focusing on all those negative aspects and fitting in and start focusing on all your true desires and your passion and why you're passionate about what you want and make it happen. I know you can. Don't give up.